Hey, Dr. Mike here. So we all know that sugar can be harmful, but are sugar alternatives any better? Stick around to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish today, Dr. Crystal. We're going to be talking about sugar alternatives. And, and, and right there, there's already so many places to go. I mean, even just with the names. Nat- natural sweeteners, uh, artificial sweeteners, mm-hmm. sugar alcohols, mm-hmm. sugar alternatives. Or the official low or no calorie sweeteners. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's from the, those medical groups. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're going to kind of talk about a lot of this. And, um, you know, it, I, it would be great if after listening to this podcast, somebody says, now I understand everything about alternative sugars and they share it everywhere Mm -hmm. i don't think we're going to get there but we're going to try we have to and i what i want you to take away are just things to look for on your labels you know when you see sugar free or no sugar added you you still need to turn look on the label make sure that label see what's in there but then Will you recognize the names of the sugars? Yeah, that's another problem. Back there. That's so we'll kind of clear some of that up. Yeah, and we'll at the end we'll talk a little bit about kind of like how I like it, like some of my combos and stuff. But mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's just start off. Um, I, I think you like to, as a nutritionist, right? Uh, you like to think of sugar alternatives like in three categories, right? There's make sure I'm doing this right. Mm-hmm. Plants. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, right? Yep. That's where most of these come from, which is good. Right. I mean, they're plant-based mm-hmm. things. This is a good, you know, right? That's yes. that's nice. Um, man-made, and of course, those are the ones that aren't so good <laughs> all the time. There's uh, some controversy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, la, 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 la. And then there's the third category, right, which we call sugar alcohols, which is kind of a explain that's kind of a mix. Right. It's it's a mix because you do find sugar alcohols naturally in fruit. Uh, but mass production of these sugar alcohols, you know, it's a supply yeah, and demand, right? Yeah, so yeah. we have a way to kind of mimic that fermentation process that creates those in sugar alcohols yeah. in the laboratory. And, and so you will see that. Do it. Do your, what we do good as humans. Right. 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 Ramp it up. Make a lot and <laughs> sell it. Make some money. Hey, that's right. <laughs> it's not right if it's not on a production Equipment, right? So, so I, so right there. If you're listening to this, that's a great way to in your mind. As we, so, as we go through some of this, keep that in mind that there's plants, there's man-made, and then there are those sugar alcohols. We're not really going to focus today on the man-mades, though. No, yeah, no. But just know that they are still very abundant. They are controversial. Although some studies have questioned their safety, they are considered safe by the U.S. FDA. Yeah. Um, Try buying a pack of chewing gum in the local store. They all have, you know, unless it's the bubble gum, (laughs) the good stuff. When I was a kid, I wanted the good stuff. (laughs) Anything for adults will likely have kind of those man-made sugar alternatives. I've seen, uh, I think think there is an appreciation by some of these manufacturers who make those man-made ones, that that there is some fear about them. Because I'm starting to see, instead of a Diet Coke, for instance, that's Mm -hmm. just all one of those man-mades, right? What they're doing is they're taking maybe half of the man-made and then maybe using a little bit of regular sugar or even maybe a plant-based one. 
Yes, and that makes sense because some of these sugars are just so sweet to your taste buds. It's it especially, overwhelms, especially the man-made ones, right? Ooh. And so it it just people are turned off by the taste. So sometimes when you blend here or there, yeah. you can make it taste like regular mm. sugar. I'll tell you what, we like our sweetness, don't we? I mean, we and do. that's why we're talking about this. This is this <laughs> is why we have man-made sugars. Can I make a confession? <laughs> uh oh. So Dr. Mike says I'm like a little amped up <laughs> today. Well, I, I asked when you came I in, did. I asked if you had, what's going on? I put a little sugar in my Ooh, coffee. I, I put the real thing. <laughs> I don't know what got into me. Do not do this at home. Maybe occasionally, but I splurged this morning. I could tell and something. I'm, I'm going wild. You're going to, man, we got to get this podcast done because it ain't going to last. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, drive home. Right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we, we're talking about these sugar alternatives. We want to satisfy the sweet tooth and these taste buds. But if you can train yourself to have your coffee without it. It's, that's the best bet. That's the best bet. Yeah. That's you the, don't need everything to be sweet. I know. I know. But that, it, that, it's, it's a tough one. Now, let's I, I want to, you know, as a nutrition, this is you know, you, this is your specialty in all this. Uh, you know, you know, you're a clinical uh, nutritionist. Um what just if I ask you this question, I just kind of want your gut re answer. Mm -hmm. Right, doesn't have to be full of science or whatever. Yeah. What do you think is the healthiest alternative to sugar? Whole fruit. Whole fruit, very whole good. Whole fruit, and I and you know I'm putting an emphasis on whole. You know, this is what the good Lord gave us. Yes. This is from directly from nature. Uh, that that sweet taste in fruit is due to the naturally occurring sugars, but those sugars uh, aren't coming just in isolation. Those sugars are coming with vitamins and minerals and fiber. They're kind of housed in these compartments, so your body processes those sugars differently and and slower than you know just this regular isolated sugar and you can do a lot well I'll with natural I'm into this. fruit i'm into this i'll tell you years and years ago i'm not a big sweet tooth person overall i'm mm -hmm. more salty i'd rather okay. have chips than you know a cookie mm -hmm. um but i do I mean, who doesn't enjoy sweets i mean yeah. i mean they're, they're great uh and i and i remember i was uh God, i'm maybe in my 20s 30s um, and I was, I just know I was eating way too much like ice cream and stuff at night because I love ice cream. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hard to beat, right? right? At least in my opinion. And I decided and to cut back on that, I was going to eat fruits more. Mm -hmm. And I found that I really like some of the frozen fruits. Oh. Frozen grapes are like little popsicles. Huh. Frozen mango is wonderful. And so now, fa fast forward to where we're at today, I rarely have ice cream anymore. But you know what's in my freezer right now? A bunch of grapes. Really, Doc? Yeah. I need to try it. I bet the what kids would love it. Oh, they don't. It's like a little pop. It's like it's right there. It's like a little I've never tried nature. that. So I'll, yeah. I'll try it this weekend. Yeah. And you know one thing, Dr. Mike, I've learned when you train your body to to recognize and appreciate the flavor of just that natural sugar from the fruit when you eat something oh, it, it's sweet too much. it's just like oh my it's too goodness much. this yeah. is it overwhelms your yeah. taste buds for sure for sure so i like that yeah raw fruit and of course in, in recipes you can use put raw uh, fruits on toppings oh yes dates uh, we dates. made recipes we did dates. and let me tell you dates are pretty sweet applesauce apple as sauce. a sweetener we um, added apples to a smoothie 
once. Oh yes, and that was, it was the immune shots we did. Absolutely, that was really good. So yeah, I, I like that idea. Good answer. Doctor nutritionist, um, <laughs> who had a bunch of sugar this morning with caffeine. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, so um, now I, I want to dive into um, a plant-based one that's very, very, very common today. Yeah. Right? I think you find it in just about. Uh, well, I, I got to be careful. It's just all over the place. Let's just say mm-hmm. it's stevia. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like stevia. I like the taste of it. If I ever do want to add some sweetness to my espresso shot, I'll do a drop of liquid oh, stevia. Oh, okay. So I do like I using it. I was wondering. It. What, what is your, again, this, as, your, as a nutritionist, mm-hmm. what is your overall feeling about stevia? I like stevia as a sugar alternative. Personally, we haven't gotten to the place where we are providing stevia that it's aftertaste free. Yeah. So I do, you know, there are some people who are really sensitive I, to that yeah. aftertaste. But just for, for those of you listening, stevia, it's derived from the leaves of a plant. So, you know, it doesn't get any more natural than that. Hey, the plant's from Brazil, Robson. Yes. I just read that here. <laughs> Robson's our producer. He's from Brazil. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, and so the active compounds in that stevia plant are about 50 to 300 times <laughs> sweeter than sugar. That's crazy. Right. Um, but they're heat stable, pH stable. What that means is you can bake with stevia. You yeah. can see, like, if you buy the stevia crystals, I'm putting that in quotes, um, you can, you know, there are instructions, direct replacement of sugar yeah. with stevia. Your recipe turns uh, out fine. A lot of people do talk about that aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, I know what they're talking about. It takes a lot for me to taste that. Okay. For, for some people, one drop in some coffee would be too much mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but st- stevia is a great alternative. Is this maybe an opportunity? If you're, let's go back to desserts, right? Yeah. And you're making a cake. You know, maybe half sugar, half stevia. Yes, Dr. Mike. That's Play around the way. with the combo. Play around with the combo. Just make sure your stevia, the stevia that you purchase is kind of a one-to-one ratio. You may need to, to play around with What is that one-to-one ratio? Meaning that if you were to use one cup of sugar in your recipe, you could use one cup of stevia yeah. in the stevia yeah. that you purchase. I want to, God, that's so interesting to me because we just learned that stevia is so much more sweet. Right. So what are they doing? I think they're cutting it. There are other, you like know, like the drug dealers, like with cocaine. Is, <laughs> I guess so. They, they cut it, and you're not getting uh, you're not getting your full money's worth. You, but then it makes it where you can cook with it, right? Uh, but yes, yeah, so I haven't really looked into exactly what they're using to kind of cut but, it but, with. But that's a good strategy, right? That's a great strategy, Doctor Mike. And give it give it a shot, right? Make you know, go one, go half and half, and see how it tastes. And if you need a little sugar, more sugar, a little less mm-hmm. stevia, you just play mm-hmm. around it. You'll find that nice little balance. So I think that's a good way of handling stevia. Um, most of your big, big, big medical organizations, we're talking about the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, mm-hmm. the American Heart Association, American Diabetes Association. Am I missing one in there? I think all of these big heavy hitters in medicine, they all have current positions right. on um, stevia. Well, these low-calorie, 
non-sugar, mm-hmm. non-nutritive, non-nutritive. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 have and stevia is at the top of their list. Yes, you do see that, including the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. That's the other organization. And and so what we find is stevia is also a zero-calorie sugar alternative, which is a little bit different than say a maple syrup or an agave, where you're still getting calories from those sugars maybe they may may not impact the blood sugar as much but this is something zero calories you're not getting blood sugar responses from stevia either yeah so so your plant-based sugars like stevia your sugar alcohols which are kind of a mix that can be um, xylitol is probably yes, xylitol the most is common, one. right? You erythritol find it in gum. Erythritol is another erythritol big one. Erythritol. You find that a lot in supplements. Yes, right? you do. Um, those are all zero calorie, right? Right. And so the, the way they work, and some of them are different. So for stevia, the body doesn't have the enzymes to break down that, that, that stevia. For erythritol, your body absorbs that really quickly, but it's... Go, comes out in the urine completely unmetabolized. So you, hmm. it goes in, but it comes right back out. Yeah. So either way, interesting. You're not. It's not impacting um, the caloric load. It's not providing any it's nutritional not, value. Yeah. It's not doing anything to insulin. It's not doing anything to your sh- fasting sugar. Right. Uh, although there are some studies that have shown some of these, these. Um, I think maybe not so much the plant-based one or sugar alcohols, but the, some of the man-made ones. Um, even though there's zero calories, they they make some people eat more. Well, Dr. Mike, that's a whole nother topic. Is that a topic, whole nother topic? But <laughs> that's a good point, and that's something to keep in mind because your body is very uniquely designed to be prepared to consume calories and metabolize those calories. You're, you're not going to starve. If that's what you your body says. see yeah. food, if you smell food, your body starts making insulin. Your body starts making enzymes because it knows – Hey, there's some calories coming into yeah. into it's the this, system. I think that's what it is. It's the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Even even though insulin staying the same in these man-made ones, plant-based ones, sugar alcohols, sugars sugars not really doing it. It's it's the your brain senses the sweetness. Yes, and your brain says, "Oh, there's a cheesecake coming in our belly soon," <laughs> right? right? And then when it's not there, now you want the cheesecake. <laughs> Yes. So there is an issue with some people of, of overeating with some of these uh, alternatives. Um, now, there's a whole other group here, right? Mm-hmm. So, so those are the zero calories. Yep. You had just mentioned maple syrup, agave. Um, there's so many other ones out there now. I can't even – monk fruit syrup. Oh, yes, I mean, monk fruit. I, that's a new one. You're seeing that everywhere. So all, yeah. <laughs> those – tell well, tell us about those because those aren't – they're still probably better than pure overprocessed sugar, but yes. they're not zero calorie. There is some caloric intake there. Yes, there is. And and so what you're finding is that some of these other sugars, and we can take agave, for example. We know agave is a, a natural plant-based sugar, but it is a low has a low glycemic index. And what that means is uh, compared to sugar. Uh, it is less likely to make your blood sugar spike. Yeah, and it, there's also some prebiotic effects, so it's good for gut health. Your your I think it's a good, great alternative. Your gut bugs like it. Yeah, so I think it's a great. Mm-hmm. I know there's already a problem with it because I've had friends tell me this. They like the idea of agave, like add it to coffee, for instance, mm-hmm. instead of all that sugar you just did. But <laughs> it's not as sweet for a lot say, of people. 
For the record, I did less than a teaspoon. Oh, give me a break. You're hyped up like <laughs> you did like half a cup. Um, but but that's that is that maybe a problem with like I'm sorry I missed what you were saying because you were okay. talking about my sugar this Agave. morning. So some people they put it in their coffee. It's they and they like the idea of it, but they it still it doesn't satisfy their their sweet tooth. That is very true. Um, I have heard that, and then there's some other concerns. Maybe agave has a little more fructose. Which that, that's a whole another whole topic that kind of goes to the liver first yeah, and may lead uh, to more fat storage. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, agave is going to be a better option than just regular old sucrose. Yeah. Or fruit. well, maple syrup. How do you how do you compare those two then? Like it, now, I'm a maple syrup fan. I am not a fan of agave just because the flavor is not there. I like a little flavor. Uh, the maple syrup, I love that rich, like real Vermont maple syrup is so good. Um, and maple syrup will give you minerals. Like if you look That's at right. a head-to-head, yeah. agave has like zero calcium. And maple syrup, and this was a chart. I'm trying to pull it in my head. Maple syrup had almost 100 uh, milligrams of calcium compared to so you're, so you're, so you're getting one. some nutrition out of it actually right and yeah. the same with yeah. potassium yeah. just like light years different yeah. but but I know this too maple syrup has a little higher glycemic index than agave doesn't it is that yes. is that true yes yeah so yes. so agave may not have the minerals but the sugar effect is lower right so that's the question. Am I am I eating my maple syrup for the minerals? Not really. Here's, I'm eating here, it for the, the sweet flavor. Here's why I could never use maple syrup anywhere. Because the minute I do, I feel like I'm eating pancakes. That just comes from being a kid and growing up eating pancakes with maple oh, syrup. Man. Maple syrup and oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> and pancakes. Yeah, um, I, I to, think I'd go with agave. I think for me, agave over maple syrup. But, you know, th let me take a step back, Dr. Mike. As a nutritionist, and I'll put on my official voice, agave <laughs> will have less of a glycemic response. So that should be your go-to if you are concerned about that. Uh, let's go to a population of people um, that really need to listen to this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's someone someone who's who's diabetic. Okay. Now, we've done shows where we've said, even if you're not diabetic, you need to listen to this stuff because everyone's getting too much sugar, right? But at the end of the day, if you're diagnosed with diabetes, and, and we're really talking about type 2 mm -hmm. diabetes, um, that's an insulin resistance thing. We got to really watch any insulin spikes, right? Yes. And sugar spikes. So mm -hmm. what, where do you, what, do you, what do you recommend for that group? Like, what do you say to them? So focusing in on the natural fruit. Don't be afraid of natural fruit. I saw a study where the individuals, they compared. <laughs> no, no, apple, no. Well, you find people who are diabetic somewhere, somehow they're being told to avoid fruit. Yeah. And that was. And I hate the research kind of has debunked that. Absolutely. That whole fruit has fibers and stuff that control the shit. I think it's nuts. Yeah. And research people who ate more fruit had better blood sugar control. Yes, yes. It just it blows my mind when doctors, nutritionists, whoever tell people to stop eating things that are really good for you. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, again, maybe the whole fruit versus the dried fruit. Where you no have dry, a I would do dry. No, I right. agree there. I'd say I would say no dry fruit and watch your juicing. Yes. Whole fruit, 
That's much better. I'd mm-hmm. rather, if you really want, make a smoothie where it's just whole fruit mixed in. Right, you know? yes. Something like that. Um, xylitol, I think I, I, I have seen is good for diabetes. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of xylitol. It One, because there's no aftertaste. Two, it's great for my teeth. <laughs> It is. It is. It decreases cavities, right? There's some good research there. So uh, that's why they added to gum. I know. That's why I I try to find the gum sweetened with xylitol. Um, But yes, that's a non-digestible carbohydrate that occurs in some fruit and vegetables. It has a glycemic index of Seven. seven compared to table sugar. 65. There you go. So that's um, pretty big difference. Pretty big difference. The next second best option is, of course, the stevia. I think I I like the stevia glycemic index of zero. Um, And then erythritol. My husband's into that. I'm not so much. I can taste that sugar alcohol compared to like the xylitol. I can taste it. Hmm. But, um, you know, it's found in some fruits. It has a a glycemic index of one. And that's pretty good, right? That's about as good as you're going to get. Exactly. All right. So I do think it's, you know, this kind of conversation is really important if you're watching your sugar, pre-diabetic, diabetic, and really Mm -hmm. all of us, Mm -hmm. right? We need to think about ways to cut back on that, just that highly processed cane sugar. Yes. Um, It's called, you know, I, you know, when cane sugar that that process form was added into our diet back in like what was it late 1800s early 1900s people started baking with it and stuff like that guess what things we started to see more Probably. acne dental Ooh. problems right and it's, thank you it's were not, say that it's not just no we we acne was almost unheard of of kids before we introduced all the sugar into our mm. system um, cavities almost unheard right. of so it's the sugar causing inflammation inflammation that the bugs like the sugar you know it's yeah. just yeah so and then and then you we just kept adding it and adding it and we started seeing type 2 diabetes heart disease yeah. all that kind of stuff go crazy so it is it is important now we have a great chart they can't see it no but this chart um i will tell you where it's a graphic from the heart foundation i like it it has a lot of good information you have the man-made ones there giving you some uh information about you know it's artificial how much calories, which is zero, of course. Um, how many times sweeter it is than sugar? Yeah, two to six, 200 to 600 times. And then you have monk fruit and stevia yeah, there. Yeah, monk fruit's pretty good. I just went, we didn't give monk fruit that much attention yeah. during this talk, but just, you know, if you it, see that on your label, that's a thumbs up. It fits in there with stevia, and that's why I think they categorized mm-hmm. it here with stevia. Agave comes next for them, followed by coconut sugar. Interesting. Yeah. Coconut sugar looks pretty good, but not as good as the others we've covered. Yeah. Right. Honey. Oh, there's honey. I like honey, too. <laughs> my, well, my dad's into honey, so he always sends me whenever he finds deals on honey. He yeah. sends, <laughs> mails it to I, me. Again, you know, I, you know, when it comes to the, 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 the syrupy stuff, even agave, honey, maple uh, syrup comes after honey on this on this chart. And there's other syrups out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, you know, it's still sugar. You still got to be careful with these things. Right. One hundred percent. Dr. Mike, thank you for bringing that, bringing that full circle, because when you look at a glycemic index of 55 for honey versus 65 for table sugar, that's just about a 10 point difference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still still got to be careful. That's still a lot of that's still going to turn into pure sugar in your body. Right. Right. Um, Now, you could make the argument like honey, if it's if it's local, there's some allergy stuff there that can help, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. That's why if you are going to do it, I think you should do local honey. 
Yes. Buy local from like buy a, the local yeah. honey. Maybe find the honeycomb if you can. Yeah. Then you know that there's no f- have fraud you ever, have going you ever, on. Have you ever bitten into honeycomb before? And I a long time ago, my dad used to buy it. We used to. We, we used to. He still works with us at Life Extension, Doctor um, Gary Gonzalez. Yes, Doctor G. He uh, <laughs> one time had a bunch of honeycomb, and you bite into it. It's wonderful. Now. At the end, you got some wax. You don't swallow <laughs> right, that; right, you right, spit right. it out. Mm-hmm. But it was it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like it. Um, at the very end of this chart is high fructose corn syrup. That's just a no, 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 no. I know that's the yeah. the red warning sign. Yeah. for that. And be careful because they have you know, high fructose corn syrup has about ten names now. I know. Ten different names. Maybe we should do a podcast just. We on might. That. We might have. We might have to. <laughs> so hopefully, this has been helpful for you, right? Um, you know, play around with some combinations, mm-hmm. a little less of that white sugar, a little more of, say, a stevia or a mm-hmm. god. Like, play around. Anything you can do to drop the amount of just that pure sugar, that added sugar that you're doing to your diet is a great way to live forever-ish. Uh, Dr. Crystal, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com where we have the one-two punch. But put it. It's one two. It's not five. Okay. <laughs> one two. It's a boxing. Okay, thing. I'm doing. I'm doing lots it's, of punches. It's one two punch. It's a jab and then the uppercut. Oh. Okay. One two. Um, she has no idea. Yeah. So you so now you throw me off. Go to liveforeverish.com where the one two punch is. You give your email. You join the family of, of Live Foreverish, and then you can um, subscribe to your favorite aggregate right there. That's liveforeverish.com. Tons of other uh, uh, podcasts for you to download, like, share, comment. And subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.